Episode 1005, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What up, what up, what up? And uh, this week, Jamie Ivey is out. Emily, Downtown Emily Brown is out. Our, our backup of backups, our third string, Gabrielle Griffin, is out. So holding it down. It's an all-dude crew this week. Uh, please welcome from Paris, France, our singer editor, Tyler Huckabee. That's right. Bonjour, everybody. I was just I was just going through the details, Tyler, to let the audience know we tried our hardest to have sure, sure, some sure, sort sure, sure. of sane female voice is, in the this mix. Is, this is know. the worst-case scenario. We want to be make it clear. This was the last <laughs> resort. <laughs> Nobody wanted this. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was either this, yeah, or, or just, you know, release an old episode and hope no one noticed. And we were very close to doing that. Well, the jokes have been the same since 2009. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, honestly, we, would pro- I would be curious if one day we just released one from like three years ago and, you know, just see what percentage would even realize, you know. <laughs> that is a mistake. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, we have a great show in store for you today if it happens. So there, there's there's extenuating circumstances that may interfere with the recording of this podcast. Namely, a little behind the curtain, we record this on Wednesdays, the day that Florida gets swallowed up by a hurricane. So in case really tragic, horrible things end up happening, I don't want to make light of the fact that there's a hurricane about to hit us, but it's storming right now. A hurricane is sitting right on top of us, and uh, that my power may go out. You know, I may just, I may be gone. You're you're in Orlando though, so I'm like, if if a hurricane comes that far inland in Orlando and does that much devastation, Florida is down. just gone. So so it's, it's gonna, gonna hit. No it's hitting Florida. right now on the west coast right near Tampa. Mm. If you know our interstate system, I-4 goes from Tampa to Orlando up to Daytona Beach and across the state. The path of this hurricane is basically to catch I-4 in Tampa and slowly ride I-4 all the way up directly to Orlando. So the good news is hurricanes die out when they're over land. So by the time they get here, it's just messy. It's not as catastrophic. But man, Tampa's... Yeah, again, I don't know what's going to happen, but if man. this episode suddenly sounds like it's an episode from three years ago that we just spliced in halfway through, <laughs> you're probably right. That's probably what happened. That's that's fine. You know, There's material there. We could do it. We could I, do I mean, it. Cool. We can mine. You know, we can go back to the you know mine the archives a little. You know, like we could do. I'm not going to do this now, but put a pin in this because this part of the conversation is going to become relevant again. Relevant again during the buzz coming up here. Oh, during the relevant buzz. But just remember that. Just 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 book. The, you know, open that tab in your mind, the Google mind Chrome tab. tab. Keep it there. We'll come back to it. You'll you'll know why. You'll know it when you hear. And the other things that are weird is that you're going to be hearing mute buttons a lot because Jesse's still in the construction zone. They're That's sanding right. today. They are. And Tyler is in the midst of a room with people on other phone calls. So there's going to be a lot of like in and outs. You know, it's just going to be an interesting. It's just going to be interesting to see what and happens. I'm, you know, who knows? and I'm playing NBA 2K and I'm grinding to get my player to be a 99. So <laughs> you're not paying attention. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, man. 
I'm online, bro. I, I don't want my team. I don't I'm want right my teammate grade to go down. So I got to focus right now. But you know, yeah, yeah. I got Stardew Valley rolling over here too with you, man. I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> Can I say the sanding the floor is is the only thing comparable? Is you know when you have a, like a big empty bucket and you spray the inside with a hose really hard, it kind of echoes really quick. Mm. That's what it's like, but right by your ear for the entire day. If anyone wonders what it's like Got to it. be next to a sanded floor, it's exactly that like that. That's, that sucks a lot. At first, I actually thought they were rinsing buckets next door. I just thought they got a lot of buckets to clean out. But no, it's it's floor sanding. So anyway. <laughs> well, I would say normally we have a great show in store for you today. We have a great guest in store for you today. We don't know how the show is going to go. Uh, we do know the guest is great. Uh, Chris Brown from Elevation Worship joins us. He's uh, the worship, the national worship leader that didn't send a nude picture on Instagram this week. Uh, so he's uh, he's joining us. No, holy cow! <laughs> we don't know. We don't know that. We can't. Con- we cannot confirm that uh, hey, officially hey, in any official capacity. Record industry emails got mixed up, and like Chris Brown got invited to the Dove Awards, but not that Chris Brown. It was like Chris Beasy. You know, it could happen. Well. Eminem and, and Khaled may be there if you heard last week's podcast. So, you know, it could just be a totally different type of show moving forward. Uh, I think Eminem is going to get a dove this year. I really do. Like, I'm put, you, you, I know you guys talked about this a little bit last week and when I wasn't here for it, but I, but I really do. I'm put, put a flag on it. I'll put money down. If anyone in Vegas is feeling, is feeling good about this, I think Eminem, I think Marshall, I don't think he'll be there. Like, I don't think he'll, you know, I don't think he's going to be on stage at the, in Nashville, but I think they will grant him, you know, the honorary dove and, and they'll put it in and you. P.S. Post, you know, said it, said it that way, and, and no complaints on my end. I don't, I, do, I don't think Vegas takes odds on the Dove Awards. Just FYI, <laughs> but there's, there's, there's a, there's a business there, and that's why I wanted to pitch you guys on this. I have an idea. This is how we're going to make our Branson does, but you can only bet <laughs> rule buckets from some apocalyptic preacher. You know that they wager in that. In Branson. <laughs> Sorry, Derek, we cut you off. I just said I'm going to be quiet. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh the, else to say. the other thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Did you receive the pictures, Derek? I have not. I have nothing to talk about on anything on the intro of this show. I think you do have thoughts. Mm-mm. I feel like I feel like that's not true. But our, our text yesterday <laughs> says he has some thoughts. But uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, some are, yeah, oh too, my gosh. too hot for TV. <laughs> Jason's got a, Jason's going to be busy a bit editing this part. Of, I can already tell. This is this is why this Jamie is, is so what, good for this podcast. I've said this before. I feel like every time it's all dudes. Within five minutes, we're in the ditch, and yeah. and the tow truck's on its way with that cable winch to pull us out, but it's stuck, and we're going to be there for well, it's because the hurricane, so, so the road's flooded. Settle in, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving the show along. Stay tuned. Up next, it's relevant buzz. I'm lost and- Listening to Yeah Yeah Yeah's, it's their new single, Wolf. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. 
So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Relevant Buzz. All right, what do you have, Tyler? All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is uh, there, there's a group that I think sometimes we give kind of a a, a bad rap or gets a bad rap uh, in, the, in the news headlines, and we've definitely talked about some positive and negative stories about them on here, and that is American Evangelicals. So I did want to highlight an interesting study that came out this week that I think is actually a very positive development and, and was very surprising to me that came out. This is a, a study from Lifeway Research that was sponsored by World Relief. Now, in 2015, uh, in 2015, uh, about 61% of American evangelicals uh, were in favor of a pathway to citizenship for refugees who come into this country. 61% was pretty low. Uh, today, as of 2022, that number has jumped up to 77% in a very in seven years. That is an enormous jump for this group of people in America. Wow. And it's really hard to understand why. It's it's a it's still it's a very very big group. They are now among the among the religious groups that are most likely to say there should be a path to citizenship for refugees who come into this country. They went from least to most, and uh, and and that I don't think anybody really expected this. It was a surprise to the people who did the study at Life. Way uh, to World Relief, obviously, who's very involved in all of this. Um, and now there's some other numbers kind of along these lines. Evangelicals, uh, 46% say new immigrants provide an opportunity to show love. That's way up, uh, about 10% from 2015. 41% say it's an opportunity to tell them about Jesus, um, which is a little bit ironic since most immigrants who come to the country are already Christian, but still, it's, it's like, you know, a positive thought. Uh, so it, it is, this is a big surprise. And the, the, speculation about why this might be what changed all of this is actually the situation in Afghanistan with the pullout from Afghanistan and the realization for many Americans for the first time to see just how confusing and difficult the immigration process is that has led them now to support a a fairer more realistic path to citizenship for people who come into this country so very cool to Mm. see that would really like to see that obviously become something uh uh, that, that leads to some real action politically, too. It's surprising, too, because most evangelicals are politically conservative and they get their news from more conservative sources, and sure. which are known that in their prime time opinion shows to really fear monger around the scary refugees coming to our borders. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that the Christians are saying, no, actually, we should let them in. When yeah, yeah, and I think that's and I don't know, yeah, and I don't and I don't know other than just some more news headlines that have been more that have been kind of like hard to deny that have shown uh, the reality for these immigrants. You know, once you have a camera down there and you can actually see a lot of these people, see that they're not scary. Uh, realize that how I think in some cases this is according to Matthew Sorens, who is at World Relief. Uh, he he believes that actually having seen these people and, and having the news cameras down there has been really really good. Uh, you can try to spin this negatively and of course a lot of different uh, primetime cable shows do but it's hard to make these people look scary when they come in they're cold they're hungry and they're on the run from a situation that the u.s caused in many cases uh, which is apparently sorting starting to move the needle a little bit and that's cool to see and hopefully that is reflected in the and in how we treat refugees and and how we uh, and how we welcome them here i think that's and i think it's also important for people that are uh writers to, to know like this is writers and media outlets to know like how important it is to show uh, a different narrative. You know, you know, yeah. you have people with one narrative, but to show a, a narrative of uh, 
dare I say truth, but you know, it was Uncle Tom's Cabin is what changed the the tide for uh, slavery in this country because she tells the story of of Uncle Tom who was a good man that was just enslaved and the the the, the horrible things that were going on. And that's what turns the tide because normal people were like, no, nah, there's no way this is happening in slavery. We just thought they were just living there working, right? And et cetera, et cetera. Because most people, I mean, they're working 40 hours a week. They don't have time to, to be specialists in some of these huge crises. So that's why it's important for good news outlet and good and good media to be able to tell a story that's unbiased and true and not based on stroking the fears of your particular base. So. Yeah, I was just going to say, too, I mean, it's interesting how much research there is out now, too, that shows like what a benefit to communities uh, immigrants are, you know, from economic standpoints, social standpoints, um, and just being open to, uh, you know, news and ideas that may be counter to maybe a political conviction, but being able to approach stories and topics with objectivity and just kind of an open-mindedness, but also not to be corny, but from a Christian perspective, like an open-heartedness to like, okay, am I in the wrong here? Should I be thinking about this issue differently? And what what does my faith kind of compel me uh, to do in terms of, you know, forming an opinion around it? Over the years, that's been always our, our goal is to build bridges of understanding. You know, I think mm. there's so much about our culture wants to pit us versus them, whoever the them may be. To me, uh, you don't have to compromise your convictions, your beliefs, your or your theology to understand others who don't see the world the way you do. So we've tried to give platform to people that, you know, have stories that are different than ours. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's where they're coming from. Oh, they're not as scary as I thought they were or whatever. And like now all of a sudden you have empathy and uh, knowledge that you didn't have otherwise. And I, I agree with you, Derek, that telling human stories, um, I think, can change the world, honestly. Uh, what else do you have, Tyler? All right, so this is kind of a fun story. Uh, this is, and I, and I, this is, I'm going to ask you about an actor uh, and just get tell me what you think about about this guy. I want to get across across the board, especially. I, I think, well, I'll, I'll hear what everybody thinks. What are our thoughts on the actor John Cena? No interest in indifference. <laughs> Complete <laughs> indifference. Yeah, couldn't care less. Pretty handsome. Seems to- kind of muscly. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually, to be honest, he's gotten better as an actor. So I think he's, he's an alright actor. Yeah, he's, he's okay. I think he's okay. He's, you gotta, he's, he's kind of like Dwayne Johnson. You got to know how to deploy him, and you'll and he's mm. and you'll do just fine right, with him. Put him in the right place, <laughs> he'll win. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he uh, he actually is. He made headlines this week for breaking a record. Uh, he actually broke it quite some time ago, and is just now getting some attention for it. He has set a record for the most granted Make a Wish. Uh, make a wish wishes from the Make a Wish Foundation. The previous, <laughs> the previous record was set at two hundred Make a Wishes that somebody. And I'm not actually sure who set that record, but it was at two hundred. John Disney Cena has this writing. As, yeah, probably you know like a corporation. I don't think it was. I don't think it was like Danny DeVito or anything. It was like probably a company. Can you imagine a dying little kid? Is <laughs> one dream is to meet Danny DeVito. <laughs> I think yes. I think that's awesome. I think that's amazing. <laughs> yes, run it, run it up. And I l- listen. Run I'm not. Up. I, I I hope I have a long, happy life. But if something happens, Mr. DeVito, I'd love to you know, meet you. Uh, Even just a cameo. It's under these circumstances. But yeah, I will take just a video call. 
to be that'd honest. Be, that'd be great. So 200 was the previous record. John Cena, as of this as of this recording, has granted 650 Make-A-Wish. Wow. Made, granted, 650 Make-A-Wishes. I believe uh, it. He's been doing this for... That's uh, awesome. For, yeah, I mean, it's really, really cool. He, he began his uh, his professional working relationship with them in uh, in 2002. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of... I know this is something that... This isn't a world that I'm super interested in, and, and I apologize. I don't mean to upset the fans, but I know wrestling, you know, professional wrestling is obviously a huge entertainment complex. A lot of kids are, are really, really into it. And uh, I think that's kind of where this Make-A-Wish thing started with him. Now he's gotten more famous. He's in a lot of movies. He's, he's got Peacemaker on HBO Max. Uh, but he's he's still he's still doing that. Although, <laughs> as somebody know, we posted this story on our, on our website. And I don't often go into the comments, but I did go into them on this one. And somebody noted that we did not have a picture of John Cena on our on the, the, the story that we posted. There was no picture of John Cena. And I was confused used it first because there definitely was and that's when i remembered that there's an internet meme about john cena which is that he is always invisible so you can never actually see if you see an internet picture of john cena you're supposed to be like where's john i don't see john cena anywhere in here. Gotcha, and i appreciate somebody cena. actually doing more, that more celebrities using their platform to positively touch lives and not post nude pictures on instagram that's what we want <laughs> John, <laughs> it's, it's a winner cam <laughs> you gotta chill you gotta chill bro <laughs> That'll do it for the buzz. Stay tuned. Up next, Chris Brown, the good one, joins us. You're listening to MIA. It's our new single, Beep. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Chris Brown. He's a worship leader with Elevation Worship. And he spoke with us about how the ministry is looking to push the limits of what worship music can sound like and why it's important to remain true to the gospel. Here's our conversation with Chris Brown. First off, I want to say congratulations because you guys received multiple nominations from the Dove Awards, which is always exciting. Um, what's it like to get that sort of like recognition for your work? I think it's great that it reflects, um, you know, a measure at least of influence and impact that that the songs are having and, and everything. I, I will say a song gaining um, a certain number of streams or a song that has gone like gold or or platinum that personally means more to me than than an award just because it feels like something i can measure and quantify does that make sense yeah, like yeah um award i don't know how to it's weird i wasn't like a teenager that um that was like in my room like 
playing guitar, dreaming of the day that I was going to be accepting an award. Um, and so I, I don't have, I didn't have like this, this dream that's kind of, kind of, you know, finally surfaced or, or come about in that way. But as the ministry's grown and as God's given us influence and as, um, you know, he's brought people here, what has meant a lot to me has been seeing songs that chart in a way to me that mean like X number of people are, are being impacted by this song, whether it's just impacted musically, not even to like try to over spiritualize it, but it, it feels like an, here's an actual number of people who've listened to this song or listened a number of times to this song. And it's such an honor to, to be recognized and nominated in any way. Um, it's always, always really cool. So. I think that's like such a great point that you know while it's great to have that award to be able to say that your song connected with someone on like a deeper level like that's a that's a huge honor in itself as well so um i don't know something that i really appreciate about elevation is that you your music is new and fresh but it's still like the same like tried and true gospel truth <laughs> um which is really great so how do you like find new ways to like, how do you create new music when you're still talking about, like, like you said, like the same truths? I'll speak maybe just to the last couple of years, at least with, with some of the writing we've done, maybe musical journey, so to speak, we've been on. But like, I, I think for years we wrote, we wrote from, we were, we were learning to write worship songs and um, we were learning from, so many just amazing um, writers and ministries. And uh, I think like anybody, worship worship music genre, uh, whatever, rock, reggae, R&B, whatever genre, you, you learn by following like kind of a set of rules um, that are established for good reason, because that's what, um, you know, makes a, makes a good song in that, genre and so that's what people want so we did that for years and then i i do think um a couple years ago we i mean it some somewhat intentionally we just began to like challenge ourselves to you know what like let's be a little bit more honest in some of our writing um we're not going to stop uh singing about the gospel like you said we're not going to uh equate honesty to like putting in our uh, own feelings where they, they would trump what truth is or putting in our own um, narrative or our own truth in songs. But we can't, there is probably room from having spent so many years writing with rules that felt a bit um, boxy, but served us in our songs well for years. Maybe there's, there's room for us to be a little more, um, a little more honest in, in our writing. Let's see what, see what happens. And so that was about the time we were, we were writing um, like Graves in the Gardens, and a few other songs on that, that album, the song rattle from that album came like three weeks after the shutdown happened in 2020. Um, 
and that that song in particular i mean it's just, it you, to me it's such a gospel centric song it is it is the the gospel and um but i don't think that song would have ever been written from us at least if the shutdown hadn't happened because we felt like no inhibitions when like people we're not we're not writing anymore with the mindset of like well we got to try this out on sunday morning because <laughs> if we had thought that as we were writing rattle there's no way we would have given ourselves that, that much permission to go all the way there musically or whatever because we you know no people they're just gonna stare at us like we've lost our minds <laughs> i do feel like it the challenge was good for us that you know we're gonna still we're not gonna change what we're singing about um and what we're rooted in and what we believe in Are there ever any ideas where you kind of go there and then you just think, nope, that's that's not the way that we want to go? I mean, we we for sure have uh, have songs sitting on Dropbox that got to to a work tape. We we can't necessarily find a place for them. Um, there's one I'm thinking of right now called "Don't Follow Me." It's been sitting around for eight months. <laughs> kind of this, it's gonna. I'm gonna tell it. I don't know if I should because it sounds so stupid and cheesy when I think of it in my mind. It kind of feels like it's kind of theatrical. It feels it feels um so dramatic, but it's so cool. It's so cool. But it's um the whole song's like this warning, and it's called Don't Follow Me because it's basically like Moses talking to Pharaoh. And it's a warning with like a lot of like arrogance um, from Moses's perspective. He's like, bro, I'm telling you, back off. Don't follow me. It's not going to end good for you. It's that type thing. It sounds so cheap, but the, the dramatic and theatrical flair it has, even in the work tape, it's so, it's so over the top. But I... Um, I mean, no, I don't see us moving into the theatrical realm <laughs> on Sunday morning at Elevation. However, um, I, God, I hope we find a space to put that out in. I just, I don't, I don't know what it would be yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely interested in hearing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That was Chris Brown. Make sure to read more of that conversation in our feature on pushing worship to new depths in the new issue of Relevant. All right, stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. You're listening to Cautious Clay. The song is Burning Up Slow. Sounds painful. 
it's time for your feedback. Uh, so last week we got talking about Kanye and how he's like kind of rethinking monasteries, clothes, school, everything. And so it got us thinking about what other parts of life do we want to rethink culture. Um, and so you guys hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast. And here's some of our favorite of your suggestions. Beverly Brassfield, God almighty, Miss Bev. No, we're not doing this, but she says vote, voting. She says, put the name of every person over 18 should be put in a hat and then host a drawing for every office from president on down to the local level. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have a diverse representation of the people they're representing, though, at least. It's more, Uh, it'd be more representative than what we have now. I'm sorry. There's a lot of crazy people out there and uh, just because you got picked out of a hat doesn't mean that you can you in any way run our county we've elected do you know who we've elected now <laughs> There's a lot of crazy people there too uh racial i like this one <laughs> speaking of selecting people for national representation she says we've been sele- selecting olympians all wrong uh how wild would it be if we won hunger games mode and you got a letter in the mail saying you've been randomly selected for and it would just tell you what event i like it I think if we had like an average Joe's and average Jane Olympics and it's selected that way, everyone would watch everyone. It'd be fantastic. Here's the thing though. You have to sweeten a pot. It can't be for a medal. If it's average Joe's, it has to be for like $1.5 million. That's what hunger games got right. Is a fight to the death. Yeah. They're not going to get, they're going to give it, they're going to give it their all. But the problem with this theory, uh, this idea is that if every country does this, Americans are by far the fattest people in the world. <laughs> That's why we will have be a amazing. physical disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> we are putting ourselves in the back. Yes, I love oh. it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. This is good. This, this could be. This is a winner. Yeah, uh, this is it. it, it, just, it. it unless your envelope shows up and it's like, oh man, pole vault again. <laughs> hey, look, and it's some like four hundred pound grandpa. <laughs> like he got signed up for pole vault. That would be the, and, and, would and, be but, the motivator but, for people to work out, Cam. Exactly. Just imagine if true. all of a sudden you never know. You're your neighbor got picked and he could have won 1.5 million dollars but he was out of shape okay but wait so so hunger games is like you got to go you go right now you're saying you get a year advance notice next summer's olympics you better be ready no i'm saying if if you were watching tv and i'm like oh shoot that's Cameron on tv and you're you're uh doing uh you're doing a race or whatever and you just got blown out the water i'm thinking to myself dang what if i get an envelope like, let me go oh. get to the gym. Let me get my life so, together just in case I get that call. You. Like, so, nah, I think I think if anything, that probably would help. Like, people would be like, man, let me be right. Oh, no, it's Olympic seasons. The letters are going out. <laughs> I better be in the gym. I better be ready. Who knows? Oh, I need to start, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I need, yeah, I'm going to do I'm going to do a salad at lunch today. Yeah, oh. yeah, you're going to have cameras on you at all time. So those New Year's rev- resolutions are popping. It's like, yo, we definitely going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would work. Yeah, the the I like this one. This idea from Ross Wesley here. Uh, we need to think differently about how we mash. Most people do the human mash, but it's very obvious that the monster mash is far superior in every way. Uh, what that, that, in the <laughs> world the, the does mon- the human mash mean? Never heard of it. That's <laughs> just the monster. I mean, I think we don't. It must be the only one. Oh man, there's some funny ones. Okay, well, there's a lot more where that came from. Go check out uh, Relevant Podcast on Twitter. Read the replies there. They're pretty funny. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question. We learned that the number one Make-A-Wish person is John Cena, and he's touching lives everywhere. It got us thinking, not the not the sad side of it, but the cool side of it of like meeting your hero, 
and and hanging out with your hero and how that can you know be a lifelong memory uh so we want to know your hero that you would want to meet so tell us who it is and what you'd want to do you know like for me i'd i'd want to go hang out for the afternoon at a mall with larry david because i think the people watching commentary would be incredible so you know like something like that so like tell us who you want to hang out with who you want to meet and I what you would want to do with them. and i'm sticking with danny devito wesley snipes wesley snipes not kanye i see i thought yeah. you would I like, look, Kanye. Listen, I love Kanye, but I don't know if on my last days I I want to talk to Kanye. I want to talk to Blade. Wesley Snipes is from Orlando. I ran into him at the mall ten years ago. Random. That's random. Did he had a Blade outfit Wayne on? Bra- no, he did not. He was just <laughs> shopping. But Wayne Brady too. Wayne Brady's from here, and I ran into him at the mall too one time. But anyway. Weird, weird, weird town. I live in a weird town. Very. All right. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Tell us who you'd want to meet, who you'd want to hang out with, what you'd want to do, and we'll read our favorites on next week's show. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Chris Brown for joining us today. Uh, remember, read the rest of that conversation on worship over in the new issue of Relevant. Not only will you see that feature, but you'll see our conversations with MIA. N.T. Wright, Sterling K. Brown, Regina Hall, and a lot more. Hey, if you like the show, if you're still listening, got good, good thoughts, good feelings about it, tell people. Uh, rate it and review it wherever you listen. Maybe share it online, you know, post some clips, all that kind of stuff. We, we've kind of alluded to it, but in about a month, uh, about four weeks, you're going to start seeing video content coming from this podcast uh, a couple times a week and uh, we, we got we got some plans we got some fun stuff in motion but uh, if you like the show rate and review it tell people about it we appreciate it and love seeing the feedback okay on that note we'll wrap it up I'm Cameron Strang I'm Jesse Carey I'm Derek Miner I'm Tyler Huckabee we'll see you next time have a great week everyone for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. At first, I actually thought they were rinsing buckets next door. I just thought they got a lot of buckets to clean out. But no, it's it's floor sanding. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.